This podcast is a Bendy Geddig Media production. Hello, I'm Michael Sheen, and you are listening to a Touchline Rant podcast. Welcome to a Touchline Rant for the 166th time. That's right, episode 166. I'm Jordan Lloyd, back by No Demand. With me this week, we have Luke Smalley. Say hello. Hello. And all the way from Dan Under. That was a bit London, but Mitchell Gass. That was a terrible, terrible. Yeah, terrible. I, I, do you know what? I didn't commit, I didn't commit to it. <laughs> I didn't commit to it. I half did it. Yeah, I know. Uh, we'll give you another go at the end of the show, but you've got a bit of time. So, yeah, uh, rehearse. Well, gentlemen, it is January already, which means we've had a hefty and very busy Christmas period. Um, we've got January transfer windows, so we shall cover a bit of all of it. So starting off, everyone's favourite topic to talk about at the minute is Chelsea. So after looking good a few weeks ago... It's not looking very good anymore. So, Luke, what's what's happened there? What's what's gone wrong? Everything was looking good. People saying, I think I listened to a talk sport. People saying they were favourites for the league at one point. Now, what's what's gone wrong with uh, with old Frank? Oh, he's gone against for me. He's gone against everything that he promised last season. In that, there's no focal point there of of. It's not focused on Chelsea sort of youth as such. Like it was last year, it felt new last year. It felt like they were building something with their their talented young players. And then he bought a load of players in. And I think it's disrupted the club. Um, and I think it'll just take a while to get back onto an even keel, as it were. Um, and I also think Lampard's massively out of his depth because I think he's shit. <laughs> to be fair. This is this is what we want. <laughs> it's I just I just don't break Lampard as a as a coach. Yeah, I think he should have gone. No, <laughs> I just think he should have gone down the assistant manager route. Really, um, assistant I mean, to the manager. Yeah, I mean you can't deny. You know, in some lights, his face looks like it was designed as a leisure accessory, but he's a shit coach. <laughs> <laughs> So this week, Mitch, Lampard has said that the Chelsea fans are going to have to go through periods of pain and this is a transitional period. But could you would you argue that that was probably last season when they gave him the job? And this season, you know, he was given a big open checkbook, spent £220 million. Do you think it's still rebuilt or should they be expecting better results now? I think when you spend the sort of money that he spent, then you you do... You've got to accept that with it comes pressure, um, and he has spent a fair bit of money. Uh, I, I mean, whenever you sign, you sign a lot of players. You, yeah, I think it's fair to say that they can take time to adapt. And the Premier League is is a different type of league to any other other league out there. So yes, there have been plenty of examples over the years where 
players have been a success in other leagues and it just hasn't happened for them. But, you know, managers live and die by the decisions they make uh, uh, in the transfer market and whether they come off. And as Luke said, you, you when he, he had something which would, he seemed to be appearing to build last season and then he's veered away from that to spend money and bring players in, um, yeah, I guess he, he's right in the sense that you, he's he's changed up the approach again in the squad and that could mean that they might not settle straight away. But then whose fault is that if they don't settle straight away? You know, he's made the decision to then change it up again and not go down the route of bringing through some youngsters and and building something with the, the youth that was there already. He's made that change up again. So when you, you're effectively rolling that dice and saying, right, OK, we're going to bring lots of new players in, spend the money, you do run the risk of them not gelling straight away or not only just not gelling straight away, actually potentially not fitting into the style of the Premier League at all. And, you know, Werner looks lost at the moment. Um, let's be honest. Uh, you know, Tripped over a corner it... flag, Mitch. Tripped over <laughs> a corner flag. Yeah, yeah. Werner reminds me of Space Jam, where the good players lose their ability to the aliens. Yeah, that's literally it. That's literally it. I don't know. Quite sad, actually. He's lethal, Timo Werner. He's lethal. Like, he's not... I don't know who they've bought. They haven't bought Timo Werner. Lethal to a corner flag. I'm telling you, that is not Timo Werner. So, based on the signings then, because obviously, if we'd have rolled this back before these signings, we'd have been saying, Werner, one of the hottest properties in Europe, Havertz, brilliant, brilliant signing. So, it was looking good. So, do you think it's, they went, so going to you, Luke, do you think this is poor transfers to go in maybe too top heavy and not balancing the team? Fundamentally comes down to, Poor coaching, or does he just not know his best team? How, what What do you think is actually the you know the main reason it's just not quite happening? Because even when they've won games this year, I, I don't think they look great. No, they haven't. I think it's a mixture of all of them. Um, I think Werner has been badly managed, bad, and just is being played out of position. Team of Werner, you want him chasing on to balls. That's what you want. You play balls in. He, he hangs back. Play a ball through the back of the defence, he'll run onto it and he'll score. And then they're playing him out. Why are you just saying, what are you doing? What are mm. you doing? Um, and then I think there's other things which have been unlucky. Ziyech has been injured um, quite a bit. And Havertz, this is where the other side of the coin, because I think Havertz was bought just because they, they could, rather than whether they needed him or not. Um, mm. Like, clubs still do it. It's as amazing as people still thinking the petrol cap on a four focus is offside rear. Like it's a common misconception. I don't know why it is. Um, but Havertz was bought. Yeah. Just cause they, they, they absolutely just cause they could, he doesn't fit in the side Havertz in any way, shape or form. So I think it's a mix of both to be fair. Yeah. I, I'm absolutely, uh, I'm absolutely with you there. It, it seems to be an, a lot of factors here and it's you can't quite pinpoint what it is Mitch we all know Giroud is their best player if not the Premier League's best player or everyone's favourite player at least is he being underutilised so is that perhaps with this month now rather than opening the checkbook actually getting Giroud back in the team could that change their fortunes or 
If not, how do you see Frank changing it? Or will he get the chance to change it? Or do you think Abramovich will, will change it? Where, where do you see them going forward this month to salvage uh, another successful season? Yeah, I think, um, well, I don't think he'll give him much longer if it carries on like this. Uh, I don't think in past tells you that sent, that Abramovich isn't a very sentimental man. Uh, so I do think there are top coaches that will be sniffing around that job thinking I can do a better job with the, the players that they've got. Um, and I don't need to, to change up massively. I could work with what I've got. And if you're a, a half-decent coach and you look at that Chelsea team, you're thinking, boy, there are a lot worse and more difficult tasks to walk into. And one of them we'll be talking about later in this programme. But, um, yeah, certainly I don't think that Frank will get much more time if it carries on like this. Um, but, you know, when you've got the, the players that they've got, as we've seen this season, it can change quite quickly. And if they suddenly click on their day, they can decimate teams. And, yeah, you mentioned Giroud. I mean, it's a difficult one because, as Luke said, Werner is a, you know, is a, is a pacey player. He can get in behind defences and finish. Um, Giroud is a completely different sort of player. Uh there is the potential to play them both two up top, but it's not a it's not a very fashionable way to play these days, is it? Not many to you know, you've no. usually got the false nine, you've usually got one and the three in behind, you usually got, you know, all sorts of variations of stuff. Maybe Frank needs to go to a classic four four two with uh, with Giroud just dropping in a little bit and flicking the ball onto uh old you Timo just... in behind the defence. Four four two is sad. Uh, uh. Yeah, <laughs> literally, basically, what you've just done is say Giroud is this generation's Teddy Sheringham. That's what you've done. You've put him in the Sheringham role. Well, that's that's, a, that's one of the highest compliments I could give him, isn't it? Yeah. For me, <laughs> look, at, look at it from the outside. Look at it from the outside. It looks as though they've incorrectly supplemented the signing of Werner by signing pacey wingers rather than someone who can thread a fast striker a ball. I think they're better equipped to go with Giroud and actually think rather than Havertz, I think Werner was the wrong signing, but purely based on the fact that they've gone with tricky wingers and that's not going to suit Werner's game. But anyway, going from the fortunes of one young manager, I'm going to flip it on its head and somebody who has come through quite a lot of criticism, quite a lot from us. Well, not him, but maybe the team. Arsenal. Three on the spin, Luke. What do you make of this? Uh, what do you make of this little resurgence? Will it last? Is it a sign of good things to come? And uh, what's Arteta doing right? I hope it lasts. I hope it. I really hope it does because I can't wait to see all of those moronic Arsenal fan TV dickheads yeah, eat their words when they already have jumped on the Arteta out bandwagon, is it who the who do they think, you know, you're not Real Madrid. Shut up. Pack it in. Sit down. He's developing a squad of young players. They're on the whole, they're homegrown talent. And he's giving them a chance. Now, the everyone moans about young players not being given a chance. He's now doing that and accepting that it may lead to poor performances along the way, but thinking that it long term it's better. I think I'd love to see him succeed. They, they're exciting as hell. Like I had a football hard on the other night watching them. 
Mm, it looked vintage. Mitch, <coughs> in the table, Arsenal are six points off fifth. They are only 10 points behind last year's champions. And if you think where they finished, God, miles behind of last year, that's not too bad. And it's a funny old year, as you've mentioned already. And it's just a couple of games uh, in a row, a couple of wins in a row. And you can be right up there. Um, do you think this form's going to carry on? And where, where do you fancy them uh, ending up? Uh, I, I do think the form's going to carry on um, to a degree anyway. I mean, I, I do think that they're, as Luke said, you're bringing youngsters. He, what he's doing is he's he's actually, it's, it's been very simple. He's, he's brought in some, some youth and he's changed up He's changed up the personnel on the pitch, and it's it's paying dividends. And I think people would accept. We, we, going back to what we're talking about about changing around, I think people would accept that if if he did that from the start and had in different results. Um, but it was the sort of persistence from from knowing and speaking to a lot of, of Arsenal fans that the persistence in picking the same players who are letting him down. And I think oh. maybe the penny has dropped a little bit in that respect. And it's it's changed it's changed now, it's changed personnel, changed results. And I do think the energy that's come into the side, I can see it changing because confidence, particularly with a young side, I think will breed more confidence. And um I do think that there's a chance that they can put a run together. And we've seen it from Arsenal teams in the past where they can put they can put runs together. Um I do think obviously the caveat is that there will be times where with youngsters you get the odd inconsistent performance so I think they can certainly with the way the league's going it's so so tight at the top there's absolutely no reason realistically you know points wise they can still they can absolutely still challenge for a Champions League place because of the you know the the way the, te- the teams are so you know closely spread out across the table if you're being realistic they're probably I think you could say from this point out top six Top six is is a realistic shout. I just think that there'll well, probably be some inconsistent results from here on in. But there's no reason why they can't aim for higher. That's fair but enough. If, but... you, if you look at the table, oh. sorry, if you look at the table, because Man United fans, I'm speaking this one here, but Man United fans have annoyingly started referring to us as being joint top. Um, if you look at the table using that twisted logic, Arsenal are joint fifth. So yeah. They're not, you know, they're not doing too badly. I'm just I don't know where you've I done don't... that maths there. Yeah, they don't fit. They ain't. <laughs> Look at the table. Joint Liverpool... fifth. Yeah, Liverpool and Man United are joint top because they're on 33. Leicester are second on 32. Spurs, City, Southampton, and Everton oh. are joint um, third. But that's not how joint works. I'll, I'll let you off. Villa, that Chelsea, one, but... United are joint fourth, and Arsenal leads. Wow. And... That's good for me because I can say that Wolves are sixth now. So that's yeah, you're right. sixth. There you go. If Man United and Liverpool are joint top, then everyone on the same points is joint the highest number. <laughs> so that makes Forest in the Premier League, doesn't it? Based on this, congratulations, Mitch. There you go, mate. Looking at Arsenal, still just one more point. Um, obviously the the. The upturn in form, and you've both alluded to it, which is a great point. Um, the emergence of youth and some fresh faces and energy. So obviously Smith Rose come into that kind of AM position, looks really creative, looks fearless. Saka is uh, hitting that consistent form now. I thought we always saw it in glimpses with Saka, and he's looking really good. Um, and Tierney as well. Tierney's looking like a leader in that team. Tierney's class. About how he's, 
Tierney captain um, and Rob Holding. Is it um, looking ahead to the Euros um, in the summer, Luke? Obviously, a lot, all um, with Holding, with uh, Smith Rowe and Saka. How many of mm. these these boys do you think have a chance? You know, if form <laughs> carries on. How many of right. them will be uh, giving Southgate a bit of a headache? If Smithrow is thinking of doing anything but maybe having a UK break this summer, he's he's got his head in the clouds. There's no way he's getting in that squad. There's no <laughs> way. <laughs> that's, that's the only thing he should be focusing on right now. Nice little Airbnb. Um, he's good, but, you know, calm down. Um, Saka should be in the squad, 100%. Saka should be in it. Saka's class. Um, Jerry's out and Rob Holding. I cannot tell if he's just another version of um, the Callum Chambers um, and Jenkinson. You go, mm, mm, that sort of noise. But Holding looks good. Just I'm what I like about out. Holding is, is he, he, he seems to have matured at the rate of his, his hairline going back. So <laughs> yeah. now oh, he's, he's balding like... and he looks older. He looks really experienced and really composed. He, he just Look. looks like a like a proper like a old school man centre back. He, he looks better like a German, hope. doesn't he? He, yeah. well, he? he better hope that his form continues because the way his airline is going, if his form <laughs> drops off, they're going to think he's Pascal Seagon back and they're going to kick off. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be like Day of the Jackal then. So, oh my God, it's Pascal Seagon. Or I'll start having fucking nightmares about William Prunier, you know, those sort of centre-backs. Rob Saka should be in it. But the, Arsenal should be playing Reese Nelson, but apart from that, it's all right. Well, Martin, Martinelli being back is massive for him as well. Yeah, he's good. He is good. I do like him. He's a nice young. Uh, he's on the flip opposite of Holding as well. Looks really young, too young. Can a bit I, like can I Alex Meninga used to. Yeah, you can say whatever you like. Can, can I, sorry to interrupt. I just thought so. Um, I think they need to get rid of a Batniang. Oh yes, go on. Let's extend this debate. He looked like well this. out of place. He looked well out of place on the week. I think. Like I said this. To uh, our fellow co-host, Mr. Alex Skinner, I said this a few years back. When remember that Chinese club came in for a Bamiyang and they offered like ludicrous money. I think it was like six, 85 million or something like that. It was mm. only like two seasons ago. I was like, if you look at his age, he's not going to... There's going to get a point very soon where what he delivers isn't enough to justify keeping him in the side at like 32, 33, that sort of age. You know, he doesn't look like he's going to become a messy. His form will drop off. I was like, you're never going to be able to cash in on him as much as you can now. They should have sold him for me. Mm. Like They should have sold him. I know he then went on to become joint Premier League top goal scorer, but look at him now. Like, I just think they Arsenal have missed out. They're doing him a massive contract. And he's like, what, how old is he, 31 now? Yeah, he's 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 getting to the uh, latter stages of his. They've uh, lost out. Prime. They never. There gets a point with a player where that you you realise right, this is the last time that we'll get big money for him, and do you sell him or not? You know, it's a great point, I, and perhaps it would even out that balance we've talked about. You know, because for ages it's been a big name surrounded by players who aren't up to his standard, but perhaps by evening the squad out, uh, it, it would actually help the club I'm, going I'm forward, sorry, and I'm, they we, could reinvest. We do need to move on, but and I do need to let Mitch speak, but I just thought it was someone else. Um, you love Arsenal. I do love Arsenal. I, there's so so much potential there. Do you know what else they need to do? They need to... Um, I would try and get rid of 
someone, I don't know fucking who, but I take advantage of Barcelona being a little bit cash-strapped and I take a punt on Dembele. It, oh, Barca would take it because they need the money. And I think he'd suit that Arsenal team. Usman Dembele coming in from Barca would be exceptional. Sorry, I'll shut up with Arsenal now. Don't worry, but Mitch... I've let Luke talk about Barca and exciting wingers and exciting signings. So it's only fair that you get to kick us off with West Brom and everyone's favourite. It's not a pantomime village, pantomime character. We see him every year, about this time of year as well. Everyone's, all the families are going out to see a show and there's always a character, there's always in all of them. And he's back. It's Big Sam. So as you are well aware, they got a... Lovely little point away at the Champions, and it was vintage Sam. However, that was sandwiched in between getting absolutely pumped at home without without scoring and conceding some of the worst goals I have ever seen, ever. Look at the table. The fucking league stopped. Yeah, got off. We'll we'll get to that. uh, There are only five points adrift, but Mitch, it feels like a bigger than a five-point ask. Um... Is his, uh, is his glorious record that everyone talks about being amazing, which personally I don't think is that particularly great in record. Do you think that's uh, at risk? It, it, fucking, that's, that's saying something, yeah. It's absolutely, uh, yeah, it's, it's the huge, hugest risk. Um, he's, he's, no ch- he's got no chance. He's got no chance. He's got no chance. Got, you can't see him revitalising no him a bit. No, no, no. He's got no chance. No, I think they. I mean, look. The the problem is, is you're just. That's going a jinx. For... They're going to definitely stay up now. <laughs> I know. That's the best. That's the, the, the most hope one. they've got. Is they the most hope they've got is that on a, relying on the the old ATR jinx. Oh, look. It's not a very inspired um, appointment, is it? Let's be honest. It just makes you kind of go, oh, well, you know. You could kind of see why they've done it, you know, because we. He has, over the years, and I've always been a bit one of those to go, well, he has got, he's done a good job at clubs in the past, Big Sam. He has done a good job, but you're just thinking, oh, the game does move on quickly, you know? The game moves on. Oh, my on. God. We're talking about, he... it, it, it's just, <laughs> hey, get back in your box for a minute. I want to, <laughs> I want to get, I'm on my West Brom soapbox here. I've got things to say about West Brom, and I've Tell got an hour it. and a half still to say them. No, <laughs> I, to be honest, I, I've got that. Brontosaurus in the in the dugout, <laughs> <laughs> but it's just one of those that kind of makes you go. It see, it feels like he's been the West Brom manager before because it make it seems like a very <laughs> yeah. West Brom appointment. Because when they, they I'm, I really apologise to oh, West Brom fans, but when they came up, I just thought, oh, what a waste of a Premier League space. It just makes <clears> you. <throat> Oh, uh, not West Brom again. They're going to waste uh, the Premier League space. They're going to oh. if they if they came in and they they appointed someone exciting and they went for it. And they go bloody hell, you know, we're going to just go for it. Help a leather, put youth in. It's going to be really exciting, great. But they've done the same old West Brom. It's just like when they appointed Tony Pulis years ago. And they just went they did the same thing. Then they appointed Alan Pardew. The same thing happened. Then we're stuck in a time warp, and it didn't work then. And they've appointed Big Sam now. They're going to go down. Good riddance. Get back in the championship. Think about what you've done and come back when you've had a good old think and look, taking a good look at yourself in the mirror. Thanks. We are going to get letters. <laughs> Luke, 
the definition of insanity is repeating the same actions over and over again and expecting different results. Mitch just said there, Pardew, Pulis, now Allardyce. Is this going to be the same? Are they going down or are we going to see Sam at it again? Okay, well... There's another analogy that you that Mitch has sort of painted here, and it's that of the Titanic, in that they're doomed. <laughs> well, I want to tell you something. I'm talking to you, Mitch. I want to tell you something about the Titanic. People forget. <laughs> Kevin Keegan. <laughs> people forget that on the maiden, on the Titanic's maiden voyage, there were over 1,000 miles of uneventful, very pleasurable cruising before it hit the iceberg. <laughs> no one talks about that. Now, <laughs> Big Sam is the most boring appointment that they could have made. It's as boring as when my nan decided she needed new sofa cushions. <laughs> but, what we're talking about. <laughs> but I don't think it's right to write him off straight away is saying they'll get relegated not as you i'm trying to even out the hate mail that we're gonna get he's a shit coach and he voted to leave and he's now complaining about brexit rules so fuck him mm, well he's he's so that's a couple is, is for some reason sam's hitting the uh the old excuse generator pretty early. So he's, he, he was first worried about COVID uh, conveniently after a heavy defeat. Um, he's also then said that because of Brexit, he's unable to get some deals over the line for January. Um, I've also just read here that uh, relegation will kill me if he goes down. So another good play at his health to get out of it there. Um, Mitch, does he look worried already the sam we know going into these jobs is usually quite boisterous and he usually blags his way over it you know and i think it's the persona of sam going into a relegation threatened club that people go oh god you know we've got to change our tactics because they sit in is uh are these are these excuses and these announcements a bit of a a death cry is he uh does he know there's problems here does he does he know he's in trouble yeah. and will he see it through i'm i think he'll walk before the end of the season and claim that doesn't count. What what do you think? <laughs> It'd be one of Again, those. Again, I've already asked you once, but you changed your mind. 37th game of the season. It'd be like when you're a championship manager when you when you didn't you didn't save and you lost the game and you're like, oh, I'll, I'll just turn it off, you know. Mm. It won't count, I'll just go back in. Or you or <laughs> Or you're on Mario Kart and you might be losing to your mate and you press the reset button just before the finish line. Yeah, that would be hilarious. To be honest, if he did that, if he if he quit for the end of the season and he said, he said, "Oi, this doesn't count um, because I didn't see it through." I'd, I'd actually, I think my respect for him might go up. Actually, he I definitely think I'd, do I think that. it'd be brilliant. It would be would, great. Um, I, uh... Actually, that's a good shout. That's a good shout. He might do that. Yeah, but I, I I'm think, delighted I think to report he... that. Go on, yeah, sorry. Sure. Go on. <laughs> I know. I just. I think that he's. He's a bit unlike Sam. I think he's. He knows there's trouble there. He's usually talks himself up as a coach, and he is, like you said, boisterous. So he knows it's a. He knows it's a. To use the Titanic analogy. He knows it's a sinking ship. He's going down. He's looking for a dinghy already. I am delighted to report that uh, 
after going in heavy on West Brom, their next fixture is Wolves. Anyway, <laughs> so, Three as we know, there, gentlemen, um, we've had further restrictions uh, due to the current pandemic going on. And obviously, everyone here, wishes everybody listening, that they are okay and everyone's healthy and listening. But we've all seen in the media... Um, especially more over the last couple of months, as well as throughout the season, though, um, footballers breaking uh, COVID restrictions, the same COVID restrictions that we have to abide by, that we have to keep safe, and we're being told that if we break them, we're putting everybody at risk. But um, we've seen footballers now uh, going out and they're at parties and celebrating and living the life that we're not even allowed to. Um, Luke... How big of a problem is this at the moment? How and and what what can be done either by the clubs or by the league or something to really hone in on this and get this sorted? Because well, it it is a big issue. These 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 are role models. Uh, what's your they thoughts are. on it? Right, I'm sort of um, I'm in two minds on it to be honest. Because one part of me reads those stories and goes, "Selfish wankers," or the equivalent. Um... <laughs> what's the equivalent? You don't want me no, to say. So family show. Yes, it is. Um, the other way is take um, Phil Foden, Mason Greenwood, and when they broke the lockdown rules, everyone went in on them. Said they were lockdown. Uh, they said they were role models. Said they needed to set the example. Blah blah blah. blah. I mean, Greenwood was what 17, 18 at the time. Young. Phil Foden was about the same age. How old was Phil Foden? 19, 20, something like that? Let's we'll put him in that bracket. I don't think it... Well, I'll do my research now. He's so, 20. 20. Okay. So if Greenwood was like 18 and he's 20, do you remember what you were like at 18 or 19? Because <laughs> I remember what I was like. I was a legend. At it was... Mm. I did not make the most sensible of choices. You'd have loved me a lot more. <laughs> you wouldn't have liked me at all. I <laughs> but in as a riposte to what you're saying, though, obviously, um, as I footballers, think we need fo- to cut him a bit of slack. Is what we I'm do, and I agree. And I think the media loves a young footballer as a target. But obviously, if a footballer is willing to accept uh, big wages, is willing to accept boot deals, willing to accept. Um, everything that's great that comes with football, footballers are also have to be willing to accept the responsibility that comes with it. So having to know that their actions are scrutinised more than any of ours here. So obviously it's a great comparison looking back. How did we behave at that age? Um, and you're right, none of us would want, none of us would be uh, celebrated for what, you know, our actions and all, all, all that. But they need I'm to be in a position... i paparazzi following me around. Yeah, the team, of basically. course. But the responsibility that these footballers have got, um, and you're right, it might not be their fault, but Mitch, do you think then is something that clubs should be either teaching or educating? It's probably something that does go on, but what, how, how, how do we counter it? How do we, not we, us, the pod, how do, <laughs> how do clubs Can you imagine? ensure that these kind of things don't keep happening? Because it's a damage to the brand of a club and it's it's not great and it's and it can also then... You know, if they've got a young starlet coming through, it can mean that the media then looks to carry on going for them. So look at Sterling. The first time he ever had any sort of negative media on him, it's followed him ever since. And everyone's looking for him to 
not have his shoelace tied and they'd be called a dangerous thug for walking down the street without his shoes tied up because Sterling seems to get it from all angles. How how, how can how can clubs fix it? Is it something higher up with PA or clubs, individual or footballers just got to take responsibility themselves? No, I think it's a really good point. I think clubs do have to take a responsibility because of, as Luke was saying, they, these, these are young youngsters who not only are they young, but they're some of them are thrust into the spotlight really quickly um, and they can get, you know, suddenly they can get, you know, exponential amount more money in their bank, you know, all the media lens on them all the time, social media talking about them all the time and it's a lot to take in and so I think there's responsibility with clubs for the way youngsters uh, behave as human beings as well as performance of footballs full stop but particularly at the moment with this situation with COVID, they absolutely have a responsibility. If you'd imagine, you know, the great managers of you, people people like Clough and Ferguson, you imagine what they would do to one of the players if they if they one of the youngsters stepped out of line like that. <laughs> they'd 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 have them over the coals, probably not not in not publicly, but they would they would make sure it was sorted out. You, you bet your bottom dollar they would. And I think clubs have a massive responsibility because if you look at all the stuff, as you mentioned, in the community that they do, they're visiting hospitals, they're visiting, they're working with, you know, charities and things. Mm. And so they're out and about in the community. Obviously, it's a different world. They better not be visiting hospitals. They be, yeah, but not at the moment, yeah. no. That's but, what we're talking about here, Mitch. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but there's an issue, isn't there? There's an issue there. that they, There's a brand. There's a brand issue, as you said, as well. So there's a massive responsibility that lies with the clubs. And I think if the same players are repeating those issues, yes, the player's an idiot, but you've got to start looking at the club and whether they're coming down hard enough on them as well, particularly when it's a young player who probably, you know, is, is you know, let's be honest, might be, might be, all his brains might be in his feet. Absolutely. Says with clubs, sorry, they said, everyone, everyone says with clubs usually, they go, oh, if I did that at my job, I'd get the sack. The way to look at it actually is that footballers, uh, football clubs, sorry, they need to be looked at like, um, like a, a foster house, yeah? And the players are kids that they're fostering. They're not adopting them. They're just fostering them. Like Pippa if, from Home and Away. Yeah, like Pippa from Home and Away. Yeah. Pippa, so so in this analogy now, say uh, uh, Villa, fucking Pippa, and Grealish is, you know, going out and breaking Aston Pippa. Them up with them. It's Shane, Shane. We're told Grealish is Shane. Let's go with that. So the clubs, you're making me straight here. So it's like the clubs <laughs> are the, the dumping ground and the players are Tracy BK, yeah? That's what we're aiming at. If, if you were fostering kids and the first three of them set fire to the car and then the next one killed the neighbour's dog and the third one got pregnant, they wouldn't let you foster kids anymore. So, if a club is, watching, they say, "I got your kids, Dan. I got your kids." If a club is looking after these these people and they're in their care, and Kyle Walker comes in and they're like, "Oh, he's throwing another sex party," it's your fault in a way because <laughs> you're meant to be in charge of them. And it's somebody's responsibility to fight zombies with a kid in care. So, <laughs> as you're both saying, then. It looks as though, and I thought this for a while, when you listen to any sort of old 
pods. This is like Kino sneaking off for a pint and stuff. He would know that because of the wages weren't mega at the start of him playing, that if he got fined a week's wages, it would impact massively. So I think we're all in agreement that there's not really much of a deterrent for them. You know, it's they get snapped doing something wrong online. Two weeks later, they score for their club. No one cares. And if they get fined three weeks wages, well, they're on money that is just astronomical now. It's, yeah, it's changed. Don't find it's, the it's Send them to a no. rack. <laughs> ban them on social media. Make the, take their their Instagram account off them. Then that'll start hitting them where it hurts. I'll tell you now. Yeah, yeah. Give goes. the fans <laughs> control <laughs> of their. Give, they should have to hand over their mobile phone to a fan for just twenty four hours, yeah. just to, with the password, and just yeah. do it whatever, and just expose them. They'd soon all behave themselves then. Let's see them for a fucking sex party then, eh? Yeah. Yes. They won't think so, twice then, will they? <laughs> Segway nicely. Maybe not at all, you could argue. Transfer window. <laughs> who <laughs> who need to uh, who would you like to see move to another team? <laughs> uh, Luke. <laughs> um, who should sign maybe- somebody? And why? (laughs) Right. I think who should sign someone? I think Wolves should sign the striker. Mm. Um, Who? I'm interested. uh, I think Diego Costa. Yeah, that's not going to happen, no. No, I just think he'd suit them. I think he's great. I think think he'd fit in with that side. I think. Delhi Alley needs to get the hell out of Spurs. Mm. Rapid. PSG? Yeah, it makes sense. The only thing that would stop Potch. it, I think, is the fact that Potch is only on an 18-month contract. Mm. Um, it's point. a short yeah. contract. What about Chelsea? We talked about Chelsea earlier. Do you reckon they'll throw more cash at the problem? Or Probably. It's back in Chelsea, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Fair <laughs> enough. It's, the only things Chelsea are known for are throwing money at Transfer targets trying to solve a problem and pensioners. <laughs> oh, and Bunnies. Mitch. Mitch, what about Man United? So going well at the minute. Do they keep momentum in the squad they've got, or is it a good time to now invest and go? You know what? We fancy it here. We're, this is we're, we're we're doing better than anticipated at this stage of the season. Rather than just keep momentum, do they do they go for a Sancho? As Luke mentioned. Uh, I can't remember if it was the pre-recording, but Luke mentioned Sancho earlier. And uh, do they now go, yeah, you know what? We'll we'll go for it. It could be the best chance to win the league. What do you think? Will they uh, do that? I, d- I, don't, I don't think there's going to be much uh, much movement at United. I, I can't see the Sancho deal happening in January. It might happen in the summer. Um but I, I can't I can't see them do much. To be, to be honest, I don't I don't think they necessarily do need to invest in the squad this January. I think I think you get you can get ripped off as well in January. I don't I don't think there's much in, in United going for um you know going out there and looking for a transfer in January. I think they if you look at their bench, their bench is so they've got one of the strongest squads in Europe. Mm, United. It is impressive. I think it's just get it I think it's just work they can work with the players they've got and then then settle in and, and then go and go again in the summer. So I I'd, I'd be surprised if the Sancho deal happens. I'd be surprised if they do any any um any business uh in uh in January, any new business in January. 
Um, yeah, I mean, other other transfers out there. Uh, available at all transfer shops. Available at all transfer shops. I can't. I can't see it be much. I mean, there's talk of um, Christian Eriksen coming back to the Premiership. There's been Wolves. You you guys have been mentioned with with, with Christian Eriksen. Man United again have been mentioned with Eriksen in the last few days. Oh, God. Um, I can't. I don't. I don't know. I mean, who would? There'll be plenty of suitors, but whether they can afford him is another thing. I think uh, if I'm being romantic about football, which I'm off to do, as you two know, um, Ericsson's Ajax would be beautiful. I think that'll happen personally. Yeah, like him going back there would be stunning. You know, it would be from a if you're making a storybook tale, it's like he's he was that's where he started to become a superstar. And he's kind of gone off the boil, but it's all right because he's back at Ajax and it will kickstart him again. Like they've given so many players second careers there. Daily Blin at the minute, Huntela. You know, what about um, what about players moving across the league then? So I think I read the other day that Leicester have said Hamza Chowdhury and Amari Gray are maybe free to move on. Would they be good signings for someone down the bottom? Obviously, they got Big Sam written all over them, but. Anybody else? So Sheffield United could do with them or uh, any no, other players Sheffield you can United. see moving across the league? Sheffield United need to sign a keeper. Um, Chowdhury, I think, <laughs> yeah, I think Chowdhury would fit a West Ham, annoyingly, because I hate West Ham. But <laughs> mm. On West Ham, rumours of Arnautovic back. Would that be a good one? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'd be hilarious. <laughs> yeah. it, would be, it would be funny, actually. It would be, it would be. yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine Arnautovic coming back. Like, Jesus, it'd be like, thank fuck the fans aren't in, because they will lynch you. What about <laughs> both? I think you like the sound of maybe Kadira for Everton? Ah, uh, right. I'd like that. Sam, I would like it if Sammy Kadira was a version of himself 10 years ago. I'd like it a yeah. lot more then. He's gone well off the boil at UV. He's just, ages caught up to him. I think Everton's a too high a level for him, to be honest. Mm. I think Kadira needs I think the Premier League's a level above him now. I don't think he's Premier League. I think he should be going off to, you know, Ligue 1 or something. Mm. Point. Mitchell, as our championship expert, who, where yeah. could there be some value for Premier League clubs to look at the championships? Obviously, if you look at Ollie Watkins has found his feet really well. Um, so there's some, there's some good players in that division that could potentially help teams. Uh, who, who do you reckon... In that league, uh, some prem teams could, could should be could or should be uh, sniffing around. Two words for you, Jordan Lloyd: Ivan Tony. Yes, Ooh. I really <laughs> want him at Wolves so much. He's never going to leave, Ivan... though. He's never going to leave this soon after, like, go in there. Never going to leave well... him. He's never going to leave him. <laughs> he could. You, you, stranger things have happened. You know, they are they aren't in the Premier. They aren't in the Premier League. You know. Can I give two words? Can I <laughs> put on, two then. words in? Max Aarons. Max Aarons, yeah. He good, needs good to. Words. He needs to get out of there. As does. Uh, how's um, Henry still at Brentford? Is it Rico Henry? Rico. Yeah. How is he still there? I don't know. What about um, Sam Gallagher? Black, Black Harvey Elliott. That's another one. Oh, two Blackburn. There you go. Sam Elliott, Harvey, Harvey Elliott, also Blackburn. Two, two. Very... Just listing footballers now, aren't we, gentlemen? They're not. I, uh... footballers. Max <laughs> Power. Really enjoyed your company. Would anybody else like to add anything 
before we wrap up number 166. Um, not really. Anyone, a couple of words, anybody? No, Sunday, bloody not. Sunday. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is that. Thank you very much once again for listening. Um, this we oh, start that again. Touchline, touchline, touchline.